Okay, this is a podcast for people that they just went and bought themselves a mixing board and they want to learn how to figure out how to use it properly and um, look what all the um, settings and the knobs are for. The trim knob on your mixing board. The trim knob is going to control your overall sound on the mixing board and in your mix. To get a good vocal sound, you're going to use the trim knob and level sounds to get this. So you'll see on your mixing board, you'll see a little um, small little glass, um, n well, it's not a knob, and it looks like a little glass light. Um, this is called the oil light. So when you're trying to get a good vo vocal sound through your mixing board, what you're going to do is you're going to pull all the faders down because if you have your monitors hooked up and you're going to pull your main faders down so you're going to take the trim you're going to turn it all the way up and you're going to turn your levels up what you're going to do is you can either talk into your microphone and what will happen is the oil light will light up well, once you see the oil light lighting up you want to take your trim and turn it back until the light doesn't light up anymore this will set up your mic for a good level and overall sound um, this is what engineers do when they're setting up vocal tracks and stuff like that they go through this method to make sure that they have a good level coming through their mics and it doesn't sound faint and, and weak in the mix let's talk about pre-fader and post-fader. Post-fader keeps the channel the same channel. Pre-fader separates the channel. If you put it to pre-fader and you had an effects on your vocals and you pulled the fader down after you talked through your mic and had a pair of headphones on, you would probably hear the effect through the headphones. Post-fader is also a weaker signal than pre-fader. Pre-fader will be much louder in the mix, and post-fader will be much softer. The tape button. The tape button, depending on what your mixing board can do, say it's an 8-track mixing board, the tape button, basically you push it down to, it goes direct out to your tape recorder, and that's what that button is for. There's also a direct out button. Again, this goes, you're going to push this on whatever channel you're using and it goes directly out to your tape machine. Level control. Level control is pretty self-explanatory. It's your overall level on the channel that you're using and whatever instrument you're using the channel on. The panning knob is what you want to use when you want to send the instrument sound in a different direction. Like maybe to the right of the channel, maybe to the left of the channel, maybe just leave it in the center of the channel. Advanced panning. Advanced panning is when you want to send the pan control in the direction of where you recorded the instrument. So if you recorded the instrument from the right, somewhere in the room in the right, you want to pan it to the right where you recorded that. If you recorded the vocals in front of you in the middle of a room, you're going to probably put your pan to the center. If you recorded the drums to the left, in the room you're going to pan to the left of where you recorded the drums. PFL button. This is also called pre-fade listen. It's almost like a solo button. Once you push that down you'll hear just that channel through the headphones so you can listen to what's going on in that channel. 
auxiliary sends. These are used to route the mix singles from an input strip to the various effects sends and possibly monitor headphone and cues of a console. These sections are used to create a submix of all of the various console input singles to a mono or stereo send. They also can be labeled master sends. They can control the effects and how much you want to use in the channel. Say it's master send one, master send two, and you have different effects on the instruments. You can use these levels to control the overall effects in the mix. XLR inputs. This is where you're going to hook up your microphone uh, to these. There are like two, three little prongy holes there, and you'll see on your XLR cables for your mics, the prongs there, male goes into the mixing board, female goes into your, your monitors in the back of the monitors. Tones. Tones can be anything from guitar to keyboards, trumpet, piano. Now, you don't want to record your tones the same level as you're going to record your vocals like 0 dB. You want to record your tones probably about minus 12 dB. What you're doing, say you're just like editing for film. I watched a, a movie over YouTube the other day. Now the sound guy had the music pumping at 0 BD. He had the, the actors' voices at 0 BD. You know, and when the, the music came on, it, it was just way too loud. Now, you don't want to be an engineer like this that doesn't know the tricks of the trade to make you know everything in balance properly so minus 12 db for your music if you're doing something from film zero db you know for your vocals i mean if you have the video software you'll see the levels go up and it'll usually say green yellow and then red so you want the music to be in the green area. That would probably be about minus 12 dB. You want the actors' voices to be in the yellow area. If you record it not properly, where it's all pumping at zero dB, it's going to be out of balance. Uh, the person listening to it is not going to enjoy it. And there's nothing like, um, you know, doing these things and looking at a movie or listening to a you know, a piece of music and everything was balanced properly so the person could be, you know, find it really in enjoyable. Don't be a sound engineer or video editor that does not um, do their work, do subpar work. Some tips on getting good balance with different instruments on your mixing board. There's something called masking. Now, masking happens when an instrument overpowers another instrument. So you can use your mixing board and your pans to get a better balance. So say you have vocals on one channel, guitar on another channel, and maybe the vocals are overpowering the guitar. So you're going to take your pan controls and you're going to pan at maybe 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. And then you're going to go to your other channel with the guitar on. You're going to pan it maybe 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. Anyways, you can use different panning on this and then listen to it and see if you get a good balance and um, the instruments are, you know, 
seeming a lot um, balanced together and sounding better. Cropping the board. This is the last thing you want to do when you're finished a session. If you unplug your cables and your monitors with the faders up, you may hear a pop in the, in the sound once you're unplugging them. You might be able to get away with this a lot of times, but what about the one time that you do this with the faders up and you hear a pop? The next thing you know, you turn on your monitors and you're getting no sound from your monitors. Well, you just blew your monitors. So cropping the board is what, what you want to do is you want to pull all the faders down. You want to turn the levels off, turn them all the way to the left and turn them off. You want to turn off your monitors. You want to turn off your mixing board and then you want to unplug everything. This way you're going to save your monitors and you'll thank me later for this. Anyways, this is the end of this podcast. Happy mixing.